Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99 Alex Stein. Let's go, baby! You want to grind tonight? Sky Bear's going crazy. We got a very special guest, if we can get him on here. Been a little hard to get to Richard Gage of 9-11, Architects and Engineers of 9-11 Truth. Let's see, should be joining us any minute now. Hopefully. But we'll just get our mind right. We're live on Rockfin, 33 people, Illuminati confirmed. Let's see if we can get him on. We'll email him again. Dun, 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 dun. Everybody likes this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. And now let me try to text him one more time. Oh, here we got the guy. Here we got him right now. <coughs> we got... The one, the only. We'll see. You can't hear us yet. Sky Bear, please. Of course, as soon as I get the man, the myth, the legend on, my my uh, cat goes crazy. Richard, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm Alex Stein. And uh, for the people that don't know, guys, Richard Gage, just a little bit about it. Let me just give him a short little introduction because I only have him for a short time. But guys, uh, please welcome San Francisco Bay Area architect Richard Gage. AIA, member of the American Institute of Architects and founder of Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. But if you don't know who Richard Gage is, this guy has been at the forefront for 9-11 Truth since, I would say, right around 2006. Is that when you found out? And then when did you become, really, your campaign started? In 2011, is that correct, Richard? Uh, 2006, I was on it, and I was on it like a coyote on a greasy pork chop, and I haven't let go yet, Alex. Yes, and that is awesome because that's a problem. You know, I am 34, so I'm young, but I'm not that young. I was a, I was, uh, when, when 9-11 happened, I was 13 years old. I was a freshman in high school, about to turn 14 in October, so basically 14. What I'm saying is it was a very traumatic, what I think was, you know, a, a cultic initiation ritual into the New World Order. I get really deep with it. You know, I get really, really deep with it. But other than that, it was, you know, a mass trauma-based mind control event. When did you figure out that, Richard? Because I know you're coming from the architects and engineers side. You're coming up from the kind of, excuse my French, nerdy side. You know and you know what I mean? Like, you know, the the real, you know, uh, uh, deep detailed side. And we know NIST is liars and all that. But when did you kind of figure out that there were some hinky-jinky um, ulterior motives, uh, Mr. Gage? Man, this was a red pill uh, wake-up call for me, Alex. I mean, I was... I, I, I was a flag waving Reagan Republican, you know, just let's let's go get those bastards who did this to us on 9-11 and um, fully for five years. I swallowed the official story hook, line and sinker. And then I listened to David Ray Griffin on the radio uh, on the way back from a construction observation meeting. And he was being interviewed by Bonnie Faulkner of KPFA's Guns and Butter program. And I was just shocked to hear the things, uh, a third tower that went down. I mean, this is like a 47 story skyscraper that drops like a rock in the afternoon, not having been hit by an airplane, straight down uniformly, symmetrically into its own footprint after witnesses hear explosions. And this thing just kicked me. I mean, I'm an architect. I would have heard if something like this happened, this would have been the most studied building failure in history. And yet it was completely unknown and remains so by most architects and engineers who know nothing about it because the official uh, associations like the American Institute of Architects, of which I'm one of 90,000 members, we've never received one bulletin uh, on this historic event. Uh, it's like, what? You know, most structural engineers don't know about it. 
Uh, so I'm, we're doing everything we have we can now. We have 3,500 architects and engineers signed on to the petition demanding a new investigation into the destruction of all three World Trade Center skyscrapers. And I can't wait to tell you about the evidence that proves that each of these were brought down by explosive demolition. Well, we've talked about nanothermite. We've talked about all that stuff, but real quick, I want to talk about building seven. So building seven basically fell down in his footprint is a 47 story building would have been the tallest building, I think over 30 states in the United States. So this isn't just some, you know, little cookie cutter, small building, but the thing is the way it fell down. So the other, the only other example of a building being burned for a long time and not falling down is where in Japan, explain, explain, compare that to other buildings that burned for a long time and didn't fall down. There's no skyscraper that burned for any amount of time and has fallen down. Ever. I mean, we have a hundred examples of extremely large, hot, and long-lasting fires in these buildings. They do not collapse uh, as a result of fire. I mean, they're fireproofed. Uh, we haven't lost one, except we have three on 9-11 all of a sudden. And in this report, when they did the recreation, I know you worked with the University of Alaska and, you know, they said it's all fuddy-duddy, you know, fucked bull crap, which I agree. But I'm saying, uh, um, I lost my train of thought when I, when I talked about University of Alaska. What I'm saying is with the Tower 7 and that building coming down from fire, you're telling me it's impossible for a building basically to burn and melt like that. I mean, is that is that even possible, really? I mean, they say it's office fires, and this report said what, that the center column fell out, and that's why it collapsed like that? I mean, why, why, I mean how, explain it in like your NIST. Explain their story if you can, Richard. <laughs> yes, it is impossible, first of all. Uh, second of all, especially at free fall. Yeah. I mean, that means all 80 columns in this building, building seven, ha had to have been removed at once so it could fall at free fall which means not one of any of those 80 columns gave any resistance for the third of its seven second fall i mean this is absolutely extraordinary and people understand intuitively that that can only be done if you remove all the columns otherwise the building if it had some damage on on the northeastern column uh 79 in the northeast section of the building, uh, if that failed, the building obviously would have tipped over. And this is what the University of Alaska found and concluded after four years and $300,000 of study that the NIST conclusion that this building suffered a progressive collapse is not true at all. It suffered a global collapse according to the conclusions of Dr. Halsey and his PhD team. So these, um, these researchers uh, found that all the columns in the building would had to have been uh, f failed at once uh, within a second of each other. And even NIST says, well, no, uh, the building failure started in uh, as a result of expansion of long span beams in the northeast section of the building, pushing this girder off of its seat on this column 79 and then the floor 13 falls on 12 and 12 and 11 and so on all the way down. And this failure then after column 79 is unbraced for nine floors, then it fails. And then all the columns above that uh, fail. And then this building failure travels successively from east to west over the next 10 seconds or so. Well, this is completely disproven by simply watching the videos that show that the entire roof structure falls just a half a second prior to the overall collapse of this building. It, 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 it fails uniformly, which means that there wasn't a failure across the length, the football field length, size length of this building. Uh, it all is all at once, which means uh, NIST theory is completely wrong, and, and we have proven them wrong on at least 24 to 36 points over the course of our work, in, in the, which is shown in our webinar, 9-11, uh, An Architect's Guide, a three-part series, part one being on Building 7. That uh, is free on YouTube, 9-11, An Architect's Guide. 
In our landmark documentary, 9-11 Explosive Evidence, experts speak out, which goes into the detailed evidence of explosions heard by witnesses before Building 7 came down. Uh, in incendiaries, you mentioned nanothermite, uh, that was found in all the dust samples, but in the in the basements of the towers and in the aftermath of Building 7, uh, molten iron is found uh, everywhere, uh, like a river of steel, uh, the, the structural engineer Leslie Robertson says. So this this evidence, what, fire... Hey. What about this? Yeah. What about this? Why did the ground stay so hot after uh, they they fell down? You know, I think it was for months. Didn't did, I believe the firemen's boots were still melting? You know, do you know about that? Um, well, they, yeah, it's, it's a lot hotter than the, the temperatures required to melt boots. And yeah. We're talking about no. I'm talking about melting. after the fact, after the cleanup. I'm talking about even yeah. a month after the cleanup. It was supposedly yeah. so hot that these guys. I mean, still after the fact. So I mean, that had to be some yeah. sort of chemical heat. But it's That's not, not just the boots. It, it's yeah. Alex. It, this is the melting of steel. That's 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, of course. So this and this is months. You're right. After. Yeah. The, the fire they put, they said they put a lake of water in there trying to get these fires out, but they'd pull up a pocket of steel and it would just explode with flames and so forth. It, so you think something would react it? Is that why you think something would, it would be just like they'd pull it up and then the nanothermite would re-react? Is that why you well, think it would explode? I, I don't know if it's that or if it's just the oxygen getting to it, but the ends of the beams were melted and glowing red hot. Fires can't do that. Jet and there's fuel. pictures. What about the pictures of the slants? Have you seen? What about that? You see the the girders look like they were cut. Yep. I mean, that's there's pretty obvious too. Five degree cuts on the tops of a lot of columns, and this is how they pull buildings in the uh, in the in the controlled demolition industry. Uh, they put forty five degree cuts so the beam f is kicked off more easily. The column kicked off more easily from the. Have I got this right? Yeah. Yeah. Forty. <laughs> Um, from the column below so they don't stop and, and just kind of stand there and then tip over. Uh, this is a very, very difficult to achieve. And these 45 degree cuts with thick slag is also indicative of thermite, as is the molten iron. The evidence of molten iron is everywhere. We haven't used iron in our skyscrapers for 100 years. This molten iron found in pools of molten iron and uh, small droplets of molten iron microspheres, about the diameter of a human hair, most of them, found in all the World Trade Center dust samples, up to 6% of these dust samples, are this molten iron microspheres that, uh, billions of them, uh, that they don't know where they came from, uh, but they document them very carefully. The U.S. Geological Survey and uh, R.J. Lee uh, uh, Environmental Group the, and you, the EPA says that this is what distinguishes World Trade Center dust from other dust is the presence of these billions of molten iron microspheres, which they can't even identify. Well, where would they come from? Molten iron is the byproduct of thermite. Thermite is an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. So we have the only possible ex explanation for all this molten iron uh, in uh, the use of thermite, for which we have uh, a, a, a un, we evidence of un, uh, unreacted thermite as well. In other words, the stuff that didn't go off the detonation in these small red gray chips, which you're calling nanothermite, which is correct. So the this team of eight international scientists from from uh, uh, led by Niels Herrett in Copenhagen, he finds. Uh, 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 what amounts to about four tons because they studied all these different samples and by extrapolation we're talking about a lot of material red gray chips you thought they were paint but they're not paint they're they produce molten iron microspheres when they're put in a heater a differential can, scanning calorimeter so he's pr he's proven how the molten iron microspheres got into the uh the world trade center dust so we have a set of repeatable self-corroborating evidence that can put a lot of people away for this crime of the century.
Well, speaking of that, okay, well, I want to talk about the villains, but first I want to go to this. Now in this new day and age where, you know, at one point I liked Trump, but I think Trump's a scam artist now, uh, you know, and be, once he became a, worked for a big pharma, this and that. But this is what I want to talk about. Um, I believe that those towers were actually built to come down. I know that sounds crazy because they had irreparable asbestos. And I think Tower 7 had a bunker that we know was basically the headquarters of, of so many clandestine alphabet agencies you know like the fbi and cia so i know that sounds crazy but i'm of the belief that those buildings had to go down and that it was literally an occultic ritual initiation ritual into the new world order and that they love the idea of inversion richard that to go from two to one so with all that i think you look at who benefits larry silverstein got you know nearly eight billion dollars are you worried this is my question i want to ask about larry silverstein but are you worried with this new day and age as the new domestic terrorism january 6th you trying to expose 9-11 truth are you worried about being considered a domestic terrorist and have you ever been considered anti-semitic at the same time for looking into 9-11 truth i've actually been called anti-semitic i don't know how that fits in we don't talk about um uh, uh, the, the Jewish uh, people at all. Yeah. Uh, we provide the evidence, the technical and scientific forensic evidence and eyewitness testimony that proves that these towers were destroyed by explosive demolition. I've certainly heard some of the research that you're citing that goes beyond the technical evidence though. Yes, and then, you know, I believe, you know, after 1993, the first bombing, most of the tenants were out of there. And then you look at the security was run by George Bush's brother. I mean, there's just so many footprints. They'll tell you, Richard, how are they gonna put explosives in a 110 story building? But, you know, these are the same people that watch a 110 story building fall down in 11 seconds. I can't clap my hands 110 times in 11 seconds. So nothing we saw makes sense. So people that wanna make sense of this tragedy, it blows my mind. So what, what about the asbestos? When you tell people that these buildings had irreparable asbestos, what do they look at you like, uh, uh, Richard? Oh, well, th this is absolute truth. The, the, the uh, city of New York was requiring the Port Authority, who owned these buildings as a public agency up until the time of six weeks prior to 9-11, wherein Larry Silverstein, in a dubious deal, acquired the buildings in a 30-year lease and, like you said, walked away with I think it's uh, $6.7 billion to rebuild the whole project, even though he put in only 15 million of his own money. Pretty lucky. <laughs> lucky Larry, they mm -hmm. call him because he had a dermatology appointment. The same day, the morning, he's ate at the, the restaurant, the Windows of the World restaurant, and his, his daughter and son who work there every day happen to have the day off too, Richard. That's oh, a pretty I, convenient. I forgot about that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. His daughter and son who worked in the same building, they happened to, they had, they, they played hooky that day as well, uh, just miraculously. Um, okay, they, this people in the chat are asking this. People always want to ask this. You know, this is a Conspiracy Castle, Dr. Judy Woods, the direct energy weapon. I, I don't know what to make of that because I've seen footage of pictures of debris that says it's not that that type of weapon and i actually believe that it was built 33 years ago to come down so what do you say about that the people that like the judy wood idea um mr gage yeah so this is a researcher um who posits a theory that the towers were dustified by an advanced technology um uh using energy uh uh, sources from other locations remotely. Um, and I don't know whether that's true or not. I can tell you this. Uh, three things uh, are mentioned in her book around page 126, I believe, uh, that she denies that there were explosions at the World Trade Center, but we have hundreds and hundreds yeah. of witnesses. And I'm talking explosions immediately before the. So many firemen. So many firemen. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, there's 156 yeah. firefighters. Those are explosions before the towers come down, seconds before the towers come down, but also even before the planes hit the towers. This is documented uh, by several, as well as by the seismic evidence, which we cite in our webinar, 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak, excuse me, 9-11, uh, An Architect's Guide, uh, World Trade Center 7. So uh, she denies the evidence of explosions, even though there's um, hundreds of witnesses. She denies that it's a high heat event, even though numerous uh, official agencies talk about 2,800 degree temperatures. And the, the head of the FEMA uh, off, uh, report, uh, Jonathan Barnett, fire engineer, says that these 
these uh, there were that there was the evaporation of the ends of the beams, which requires 4000 degree temperatures. It was a very high heat event running away from those clouds. The firefighters were were completely uh, uh, overcome with the heat. So we have also the denial of thermite and nanothermite for which we have abundant and irrefutable uh, forensic evidence. Uh, that we cite uh, and, and document and the publicly peer-reviewed paper, the nanothermite paper by that team of eight scientists. So uh, when, when somebody comes along and posits a, a theory for which they literally have no evidence and takes and, 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 and steps on, um, re re denies the evidence that we actually do have irrefutable and abundant evidence for, I have reason to be suspect, but in addition to that, she says the steel was dustified, it's gone, but it's not gone, it's spread out. We have four ton structural steel sections weighing four and eight tons uh, sent out laterally, out of the towers laterally at 80 miles an hour, landing 600 feet in all directions. This is an incredibly explosive event, and that's the only way those all those steel pieces, thousands of them could be out that far. So that's also evidence of explosions, but it also tells us where the steel was. It's spread out uh, a 1400 foot diameter around each of the towers actually. So she also um, says that the steel was dustified. Well, there's plenty of detailed studies of the dust. There's no steel dust in the powder from the World Trade Center as documented by these several different uh, agencies and independent uh, scientists as well. We do find molten iron microspheres, which again is evidence of extreme high heat. It takes 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit to melt steel or iron. So that completely disproves her, her, her no heat theory as well. I think so, we I think we get it. You're not a big Judy Wood fan. Hey, I have the, okay, so tell me this as an architect, the idea that the planes were built uh, to take a, I mean, that the towers were built to take a plane. That that's what they always say that they were built to take a 727. In your in your expertise, have you guys ever in school guess, hey, we're going to build a skyscraper and we're going to design it to be able to take a plane, or is that some sort of psychological operation because they knew it was going to take a plane? You know, I mean, what what buildings do you actually build? Oh, we're building this one. It could take a plane and it's going to survive. I just don't think that that is in your modeling software, you know, ever. Well, no, um, but uh, we were told by the structural engineer of the World Trade Center, the mentor of Leslie Robertson, uh, John um, Skilling, uh, who owned the firm that Leslie Robertson inherited. He says the, the towers were designed to take a direct hit by not one, but two 707 aircraft, the largest of its kind of its time. And and, and that they're the biggest problem, he said, that fuel would be dumping into the building, but the building would still be there. And that is before fire sprinklers were added to the building. Uh, so uh, that's, an, that's an important point. But as, as far as is that hocus pocus, I, I don't know. That was way back, uh, you know, when they were being built in the 60s. Well, what do you think about the official story when they tell you Muhammad Atta was the ringleader of this and that he was supposedly, you know, with strippers and, you know, he did narcotics and drank and he wasn't very, uh, uh, you know, strict Muslim, uh, I guess you'd say. Did that fall apart for you fast or did you just look at this strictly from the X's and O's as an architect? Well, yes, the, the official story falls apart with regard to the hijackers uh, right away. We do have researchers like David Ray Griffin, who's written 12, 14 books on this uh, subject uh, now uh, in the last uh, 20 years. And uh, he's documented that um, these hijackers weren't even on the planes, yeah. uh, that they were more likely remotely guided, and that the hijackers uh, were six of them or eight of them were found alive after 9-11. Uh, and interviewed some of them by the London Guardian and the BBC. Yeah, Muhammad Atta's own father said that he was alive after the accident. Well, a lot of people, and I, I tend to believe this. I, I'm so wild. I think that they was, you know, they put the explosive in. 
I don't even know if they flew planes into the building. Is that crazy, Richard? I'm a, I'm of the belief that I don't even... I know that we saw it on TV. I know that's what we saw. But I think that might have just been explosions because when you look at that footage, have you ever heard of that theory? What do you think about the no plane theory? Because when you look at Shanksville, Flight 93, Richard, there was nothing on the ground. You cannot tell me. I don't care who you are. There was not a plane in Shanksville, Pennsylvania that crashed. No way. Yeah, yeah I it's mean, a different situation there. Uh um, well, if it, regarding the towers, I've spoken to a dozen people, myself personally, eye to eye, who said I saw the plane hit the building. There's a bunch of witnesses like that. One of them, no, two of them said actually saw both planes hit the building. So I was very moved by that by that um, testimony. Uh, we we have several plane parts down on the street, including the landing gear. They had uh, a passport, too, down. though. They had a passport on the street, too, right? I mean, they had two passports. Yeah, they did find uh, some passports. <laughs> Conveniently, so, uh, the FBI <laughs> reached down and picked them up. And I'm not saying they didn't fly something into the plane. I think it could have been some sort of military drone. I just don't know if it was the same American airline flight that, you know, flight right. 93. It's just something something was hinky-jinky because when you look at the uh, the the... The maximum velocity rate of an airplane flying at that low of altitude cannot even go 500 miles an hour without splitting like a banana. Supposedly, that's what I hear from a plane engineer. I'm not. I mean, yeah. So, so it's just it, you know, it's just weird because they can't even test it at that speed at that low of altitude. Um, okay, explain this though. Uh, we didn't. I don't know if you answered. It. Are you worried? I'm worried as a truther, Richard. You're one of the most famous truthers. You've been doing this forever. Everybody knows you. Uh, come on, everybody's seen Loose Change. That's the that's the indoctrination to becoming red pilled or whatever. That's like the the one oh red pill one oh one class. You know, you know, you you for you got to take your general ed to get to the you know your your major in college. That is your general ed 101. Um, but are you worried about having the target on your back? Because, listen, Richard, if you, it takes one one centimeter to realize 9-11. You just look one centimeter under the surface to realize it's all fuddy-duddy. Are you yeah. worried of having the target on your back? I certainly was in the beginning. But, I mean, I, I, I never ended up getting, you know, any calls or threats. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to just walk around in worry uh, when the, these um, uh, instigators uh, of evil are uh, perpetrators are, are are running around free, uh, I'm I'm willing to put my life on the line for sure. I'd rather and you have. Die. Thank what? you. I'm thinking. I think you have. You've put yourself out there at the forefront. I appreciate everything you've done because I I, I want to emulate because I, I can't expose everything, but I want to expose some of this stuff because we're living under so many fundamental lies, Richard, that 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 we will never be happy, that they want to keep us in constant turmoil or what they call fight or flight because when we're when we can only think, we can only see an inch in front of our face, that's the easiest way to manipulate us. And right now we're being manipulated more than ever. So I think with 9-11, we could actually red pill some people and say, hey, yeah. Hey guys, this is the same government that I ran Contra, sold drugs to Nicaragua, and this and that. These are some fuddy duddy dud, some bad. These aren't the best guys that have the best intentions, but people's cognitive dissonance, Richard, you're never going to break through to these people that are asleep, you know? Well, we're trying. I mean, we've been at it uh, 14 years, 15 years now, and the, we're being supported uh, by an incredible body of the, of the 9 11 Truth Movement to reach out with legal challenges in the courts to speak around the country. Um, in a couple of days, I'm going to South Dakota to speak at the Red Pill Expo. Speaking of Red Pilled, um, incredible speakers there. People can watch on live stream, uh, by the way. Uh, just go to our website, um, ae911truth.org, and uh, you'll see the Red Pill uh, uh, Expo article up there. If not, go to redpillexpo.org and get your tickets and and join us um, we're, uh, online or come and, and I'd love to meet people who where who is it, it where, say say it again where did you say it was redpillexpo.org and, and where is it where where are you going Rapid City South Dakota wow South Dakota wow that sounds like you're gonna you're gonna bring your cowboy hat Richard I guess that's well, not far you're in San Francisco you right? know who the governor of South Dakota is Christy no my girl who, yep Yep, she uh, she didn't she she stood up to the t the tyranny of of the vaccines and the face masks, 
and the lockdowns. We believe CDC, everything here, the CDC is the greatest organization for YouTube and the WHO. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Bill Gates, for everything you've taught us. And thank you, Dr. Fauci, for everything you say. Dr. Fauci, you're 100% correct. Okay, other than that, that's for that. That's for, and we pray to you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for your guidance. Okay, but we can't say, we can only say so much. I'm worried about this getting taken down on YouTube, just talking about 9-11. But at least now, 9-11, I mean, it, it, it gets censored, but I feel like you're a little bit allowed to talk of it. What about this idea? I, I'm young. Now they turned uh, 9-11 to a meme. Have you been? Have you seen that, Richard, where it's kind of like a silly meme, 9-11 was an inside job, and a, kind of a way to degradate it or kind of laugh at it? Have you ever seen that? No. No, I haven't. Um, the, I've seen a lot of memes, um, yeah. and they, they all are... You know, Serious. Definitely. Some of the best 9-11. That's what I'm saying. There's 9-11 memes. That's some of the best truth you can learn in a meme in one picture. But there's also kind of a meme culture where it's like 9-11 truth is an inside job where it's kind of being like kind of tongue in cheek. And I'm a tongue in cheek show. Yeah, kind of sarcastic. And, and and I don't know. In the Maybe that's kind of a good thing if everybody knows it's an inside job. Because I'll tell you this. I remember going to New York City. I was 13. And I went to New York City. I think it was like my senior year when I was 17. And I saw signs like nanotherm. I was at the towers. And I was just kind of like put off. And, and you know, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to look at this stuff unless you're generally interested because I've, I've spent hundreds of hours looking to Muhammad Atta's family to look at, you know what I mean? Look at the watch, lose change. A lot of people don't want to get woke. So it's really hard to, to wake those people up. I mean, do you think that you've seen a huge transition in your 14 years from, you know, YouTube or, or the internet? Is, is it is it exponentially growing or is it just kind of gradually growing in your opinion? No, it's gradual. Uh, I wouldn't say exponential. We have 3,500 almost architects and engineers signed on to the petition now. Uh, and, and that has been a, 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 a linear curve, but it's heading in the right direction. Uh, and it's a slow growth. I mean, these people are seriously sleeping. They're programmed by the media. Uh, in America, we, we have sheeple, uh, sleeping people. Um, who are sheep, who will follow and do whatever uh, they're told to do, most of them. And, and uh, what do you do? It, it, you, you're, you're out there speaking truth on your platform, reaching millions of people. Uh, I'm doing uh, my job uh, every day when making a new film. Dylan Avery, the creator of News Change, made our film about uh, Professor Halsey and this finite element analysis study that he did on World Trade Center 7. It's up there on Hulu and Amazon. It's being seen by thousands and thousands and thousands of people in that market, so which is great. He's making now a new film for us. So we're very excited uh, about that. It'll be released on September 11th this year, uh, along with uh, uh, a study, I mean, a, a film series that uh, Spike Lee is doing on uh, New York, and and he's interviewed us for that series as well. What Spike Lee interviewed you guys for 9-11 truth, and there's no, I mean, I believe you, I know you're not lying, but I just can't believe Spike, because there's been a few celebrities. Uh, 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 Charlie Sheen was a big kind of celebrity 9-11 truther. Uh, I mean, what other celebrities have reached out to you, uh, Richard? Uh, William Hurt has reached out to us. He's the executive producer for our new upcoming film, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Has, has Rosie's one of the biggest. See, we need more Rosies. That's what we need. We, I'm telling you, I'm not even saying that. I get hyped up because if, if we just had some big time celebrities, if we had like Justin, else, doesn't it? if Justin Bieber was like Tower 7 couldn't fall down like that, every kid would be like, what? That's all we'd need is one yeah. big hitter like that. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? I mean, they've, they've got celebrity, uh, uh, celebritis, I guess it's called. It, it just... It goes to their head. They follow their paymasters in Hollywood who are giving us nothing but uh, satanic um, images and themes. Uh, it's 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 really bad. I know we really are in this weird world where, I mean, I'm telling you, the world is perfect right before 9-11. I'm not saying the world is perfect, but 1999, the year 2000, like I just remember the world being a, a you know, really happy place. People, the people that compare what's going on now, though, and they say, oh, uh, you know, now is as bad as 9-11. I almost think 9-11 was better than what's going on now, because after 9-11, at least there was some camaraderie. We were like, people had flags up. Now... I think it's worse. So what do you, how do you compare the situation what's going on now to how it was in that during 9-11 in your opinion? I think you're referring to COVID-19, right? Yes, 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 yes. 
because that's what's I say what's the pandemic? You're now. not even allowed to say that. I try not. I practice not saying uh, what's going on now because the, the censors are. So, yes, with the oh yeah, with what's that, going on now with the disease that's spreading right now. That's very different. yeah. That little problem that we're having. Yeah. Well, the disease is the least of the problems, of course. Um, it's the reaction, the, the tyrannical, uh, 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 political, and and, and legal uh, reactions that they're they're putting us under. Uh, the lockdowns, uh, the mask requirements, and now the vaccine, which they're making it very difficult to avoid. Pretty soon, there'll be many states having requiring uh, vaccine passports. Uh, thank God, many states are banning them altogether. It's a, it's it's looking like the uh, you know the, the patriots well, how- are are rising to the fore here. Well, you say that, though, because I disagree in this. The pa- After 9-11, they signed the Patriot Act. It gave, gave them warrantless search and seizure of our phone and email. Yeah. Very the, Forget a vaccine passport. I don't even care about that. They're going to have the Patriot Act 2.0. And what they're going to do, Richard, they're going to say, hey, you have to give us access to your iPhone. And if you commit a crime, if you do something, we can go back and listen to your microphone or your camera. And what this is going to do is this is going to keep you safe. This is going to keep you safe from Richard Gage because he's a domestic terrorist because he's anti-America. He's trying to expose America. So this will make sure that Richard Gage has to stay in his house so if you can't i'm not saying you i know you're really smart but if people can't see that it just goes deep behind just the just the inoculation this is going to be the patriot act 2.0 and we let them put in the patriot act with no fight whatsoever so i have very little hope for the future and what do you think about george bush i mean you must not like george bush very much and now they now he and michelle obama give each other candy the left likes him i mean he's one of the worst human beings on the face of the earth what do you think about the bush family yeah, no, I agree. Uh, House of Bush, House of Sod is a, is a great book. Uh, it exposes them. Uh, who, who wrote that again? Um, I don't know. I haven't read that one. There's so many 9-11 stuff. Uh, all I know is, you know, I read at a third grade level, a fourth grade level, Richard. I'm not like you. I can't. I, I'm just kidding. I read at a higher level than that. But I don't know who wrote that wrote, wrote that book. I just know the Bush family, the Prescott Bush, H.W. Bush. I mean, they're just their 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 fingers are all over the idea of the new world order. And I know that's weird. I keep talking about that, but I just believe that that was the biggest ritual there ever was. Do you think there'll be another ritual like that? And can they could they ever pull something like this off again with a, a building falling down, Richard? Or do you think that's one and done because it, it's too hard? It's too hard to fake. I, it. I can't speculate on that, but uh, I'm. I'm, I've got my eyes open. Every time a building gets catches on fire, I, I, I start looking at it and we haven't had one go down yet. Uh, not a steel frame fireproof skyscraper. Um, that's true regarding... I asked that because Operation Northwoods, they had this, guys, the original plan for this is a declassified document, Operation Northwoods, where they wanted to, they had a plan to make it look like Cuba was starting a war and they're going to make it look like Cuba hijacked a plan and they were going to crash into a building in Miami. So it's been, this idea... Is not a new idea. Uh, that's why I think they could do something. A, a false flag attack, I believe, will happen again. Do you think so? I don't know if it'll be planes and buildings, but do you think a well, false flag? Well, this is how they get control over populations. Uh, and that's what we are dealing with in, in the current uh, false flag uh, operation uh, uh, with this. Um, yeah, what's going on now? Infection. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's <laughs> another false flag. to it. Uh, and the problem with the vaccine passport is is actually great uh, because it, it begins to establish a central database for uh, total control across governments. Uh, and as Israel has this in place now. It, 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 it started. Israel has the database that collects all of our phone calls. People don't realize this, guys. Oh, Israel has a yeah. database that it collects every phone call, whether it's AT&T, Southwestern, it doesn't matter because they have a database and they have the technology that supposedly records it every phone call, Richard. So don't you think that they benefit? I mean, um, we're not trying to get who benefited, but Saudi Arabia benefited from it because they blamed, they said it was 19 Saudi Arabia hijackers, but yet we wouldn't start a, a war in the Middle East. Look at Israel benefited, and then the military industrial complex benefited. You know, it's pretty obvious who the players were. Do you think so? Or who do you think were the big players? Um, I don't name players because okay. I haven't done that research. Uh, but it's not too difficult uh, to to figure it out. You just have to listen to some uh, really really good people. Um, your station, uh, which I've heard many times, uh, your uh, uh, TV um, or video uh, exposés uh, are extraordinary. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna 
name players because yeah, maybe say. that's what's kept me alive. The fact you're that right. That, you know what? I have to tell you this. Listen, Richard, I'm not here. This isn't a butt kissing session, but you are. How do you? I was just looking at watching one of your old debates, and it wasn't a debate. It was just on the streets, and people were giving some kickback. And you know, you you are able to stay calm. How are you able? How has this affected your love life, your personal life? How how? I'm serious. I mean, I know it's a weird thing because for me. You know, I, I've, when I started focusing on truth and stuff, I've kind of, I, I date a little bit, but I'm not, it's hard you tell a girl, hey, you know, the Twin Towers were brought down in a cultic satanic ritual to bring us into the New World Order. That doesn't exactly make the women's tops fall off. But how is it, how is your family life going, Richard? No, that, that, that is true. It is a difficult um, uh, introduction. So I don't do it. Um, uh, first of all, um, I, I did lose my marriage over the 9-11 issue. It was a, found to be an unsafe topic that I was completely devoted to uh, and, and, and too much so probably in the beginning. And uh, women are not, in general, are not um, uh, outfitted for uh, challenging governmental authorities. They're, they're built to create a nest and make it safe. And, and this does not do that, as you pointed out earlier. Um, so uh, I'm now married uh, for two years uh, with a, a wife who helps me and goes everywhere I go, tabling and uh, speaking the truth about 9-11, wherever she goes. It's great. She'll be attending the Red Pill Expo with me, helping me at the table, educating folks about 9-11. We're going to make a camping trip out of it and see Mount Rushmore, which I've never seen before. Wow, so that's a good love story. So guys, here at the Conspiracy Castle, you can call it the Dating Castle, even Richard Gage. But I'm telling you, you are a celebrity in this world. Do you get recognized a lot? Or, uh, huh. or do you, I mean, I know you're in San Francisco. There's probably They're probably all asleep in San I mean, do they know about <laughs> 9-11 truth in San Francisco? I mean. No, not enough. I mean, once in a while, like I was in a basement. I was in a, in a subway. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, On the bar? Uh, hundreds of feet. Uh, in Sydney, Australia, oh. hundreds of feet below the street. And I hear this Richard Gage from across the uh, rail car, uh, the subway car, and and I turn around and goes, I know you. And I happened to be in town in Sydney speaking, and he was just so delighted to see me because he hadn't seen the, he hadn't seen that, that I was coming to town. So I was able to let him know where where to where to hear the uh, presentation. Yeah, that's, that's funny because I was telling my dad, you know, my dad thinks I'm crazy. He knows I'm a 9-11 truther. He doesn't even want to look into it. But he's, listen, that was the most traumatic thing. I always say this. It's only a little baby. Seeing my dad, asking my dad, I remember he took me out of school that day and I watched the second plane, you know, crash with him. Or I maybe, I actually, I think I watched it there. He took me right after this, after we watched it, he took me out of school. And I was sitting there, I remember asking him, dad what's going on and him crying and that was the first time i was 13 i ever saw my dad that vulnerable i've always thought my dad is just like kick ass not kick ass but you know tough guy he's a bail bond and gets people out of jail my dad's not like a little scaredy cat when i saw him like holding back tears not having any answers that was that was very traumatic for me richard wow that's great i mean oh, for oh, everybody mean, no i'm saying Upon learning 9-11 truth? No, no, no. I'm saying when after when it actually happened. See, my dad's still oh. awake. What I'm trying to say is like, Dad, oh, I'm talking to Richard Gage. You know, I'm excited, Richard. You are like my Jennifer Lopez or something. I don't know. I don't have a J-Lo. I don't know who else is a big celebrity in the truth world. You're like my uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher or Johnny Depp. You're not a Hollywood celebrity, but, you know, you are a big deal. People in the chat are going crazy. Oh, Richard Gage, Richard Gage. You do have, uh, you know, this cachet that comes with... Uh, being wow. a 9-11 truther. And I'm telling you, I look up to that because I want to expose 9-11 truth some sort of way. I know I talk about it all, all but I want to actually, what I call the zeitgeist, the collective consciousness, it wouldn't be that hard, Richard. We just got to convince one person because Alex Jones has been yelling forever. We really could. How do we expose this and how do we ever get 9-11 truth in your opinion? So because we, we wrap this up, we got to go in the next 15 minutes. But how do you, how do we freaking... How do we wake everybody up, in your opinion, Richard? Well, the key is once people wake up to the evidence, at least, and, and have the realization that we have been shafted by our own government, by the media, which is necessarily acting in collaboration to not only perpetrate the event, but then to lie about it and cover it up, as the media has done and the 9-11 Commission has done, once we realize the, 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 the global, almost universal level of this conspiracy, including 
in the legislature and in the judicial system, which has locked up all of these cases and routed them to futile ends. Um, we, we know that the problem is uh, bigger than any one of us, but it is not bigger than all of us together. So we simply send the AE911truth.org link to every architect and engineer we can find in our community and everybody else that we know and to our legislators and put pressure on them to have a real investigation, which we've written up and given to them. It's called the Bobby McElvain Act. So the, 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 it just takes a lot of people actually acting on their conviction. And that's all it takes. You can sit at home on your butt um, in front of your computer and send this material out, send this video out um, and, and and, and, and get the word out that just people have to do something or we're going to be stuck with the results that we deserve, uh, which is, as you pointed out, a, a, an increasingly uh, restrictive and tyrannical government that has locked us into our own homes and kept us in isolation from each other with distance and masks and then poisoned us with vaccines that are going to kill us. Well, we got to take this off YouTube, but yeah, you know that's literally what they're we're doing. Uh, uh, what, what? Tell me about this. The settlement. Why did all those families agree to the settlement? How are they able to just pay these family settlements and not be able to sue anybody, Richard? Uh, that still baffles me to this day. That these people just got that weren't able to sue. You know, why was there no legal recourse? Well, once you sign the papers, uh, you you can't sue. Uh, and, and, and if you want the money, you sign the papers. But how much was it that much money? I mean, I mean, weren't they selling their soul for like $150,000 or was it in the millions? Uh, I think they were in the millions. Or, uh, if you lost millions. a family member, you would get millions of dollars. So it's, it's, it's a million or two, I think. I mean, I guess if I need a but million, there's, there's those that didn't take it. The Jersey girls are a prime example. Um, they call them that because they banded together. There's a movie about them called yeah. 9-11 press for truth. And in it, uh, they expose the the Bush administration's um, effort to uh, avoid this 9-11 commission uh, for a year and, and then to uh, 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 corral it with uh, putting appointing to the head of the 9-11 commission, Philip Zelikow, um, who got his Ph.D. in the creation and maintenance of public myth. And he is now on the head of the commission looking into the COVID uh, problem. Zelikow, the 9-11 guys looking into the yep. COVID stuff? You got to be kidding me. No, nope. the COVID commission. Wow. I mean, I yeah. just, you know, I really hold no hope for our government now. And like like I said, I, I worry about being, being considered some sort of domestic terrorist for even talking about 9-11 truth and talking about more. You know, like I said, we're going to have to take this off. YouTube, but but this is we know the vaccines are, are poison. You know, people are you know getting messed up, and they're they're not going to they're they're going to tell you look you right in the face and say oh they're safe and effective for everyone when some people are allergic to peanuts and some people aren't. So not even peanuts are safe and effective for everyone. So that's just I mean it's just such absurd. You know, there's no such thing as a one size fits all, and that's the thing that's going on now is they take away our freedom under the guise of safety. So do you think that they're going to actually put us in FEMA camps and, and route us up? Because this is this is my well, this is serious. This is the last thing they say in the Georgia. I mean, not serious. You know what I mean? The Georgia Guidestones, they talk about a depopulation agenda uh, of getting it to 500 million people. And I, I don't know how much research you've done about the Georgia Guidestones, but but I think you, you don't have to be that woke to know that there is the idea of a depopulation agenda and Bill Gates and all the people. What do you think about that? Oh, well, Bill Gates is is a, a, a eugenicist. His father was the uh, head of the legal whole legal deal for a Planned Parenthood. So uh, he's even said that uh, you know, if we do a good job with the vaccines, um, we can reduce the population. What? <laughs> Excuse me? That was a public statement on a, I think it was a TED Talk. It was a TED Talk, I believe. So I have problems, yes, um, with with hope for our future too but that's why i keep talking because what else am i going to do
that's all we can do. And like you said, guys, people at home, you're watching this. You can send this. You can spread this out sitting on your derriere and people will actually wake up. Okay, but before you go, tell us, like, you know, the sleeping giant, when I want to wake up my dad to 9-11 truth and I show him Tower 7, he's like, oh, well, that, you know. what? What's the smoking gun, in your opinion, Richard Gage? It's undebatable. You can't say anything back to it, in your opinion. Oh, I think we have about 20 of them in our DVD, 9-11 Explosive Evidence, Experts Speak Out. It's free on YouTube, the one-hour version, and there's a 90-minute version on, uh, which is on our in our store as a DVD. Um, but like you said, the 15-minute the uh, YouTube video narrated by actor Ed Asner is extraordinary, and it just shows Building 7 coming down after witnesses hear explosions, it's coming down at free fall symmetrically into its own footprint in under seven seconds. And all of that uh, is explained by experts in 15 minutes. And people can't walk away from that video uh, and, 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 and still say, oh, the fires brought that down, like the official story uh, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technologies has tried to uh, uh, manipulate us into believing. And they were successful in large part uh, with those structural engineers and architects who were even willing to, to look at the thousand page report that they hid the truth uh, under. What do you think about the uh, 1969 to 1972 moon landings, Richard? Do you believe you landed on the moon? I know that's not in your wheelhouse, but I just, I think that's a big lie. I believe that we faked the moon landings. What do you think? Um, I've only dabbled in that, and I wouldn't offer an, an official opinion uh, whatsoever. Uh, but I, I have this to say about these conspiracies, uh, which um, uh, the term, of course, has been uh, uh, demonized by yes. the CIA relative to the JFK uh, doubters. But um, people need to be willing to look at the evidence of any of these subjects that are so controversial before they simply offer an opinion or outrightly claim, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. Um, I've found that most of them have some merit. Okay. And then another last question, building six, they say there's a, you know, there's a huge, uh, the, the, the center of building six was gone. Do you think yeah. that was, uh, um, how, how did, how, explain just real quick as succinctly as you can, how many buildings really got totally damaged on 9-11, not just the Twin Towers and Building 7? Well, what other buildings? Three buildings, Building 7, Building 1, and Building 2, 1 and 2 being the Twin Towers, uh, came down in, in a complete collapse with the shattering of the structural steel systems all the way down uh, and, and, and outwardly projected, uh, by the way, uh, again, 1,400-foot diameter. The concrete is completely pulverized and settled over uh, three square miles of Manhattan in a four inch thick uh, blanket. So the concrete and the steel is two thirds the weight of that building. So it wasn't even available to crush the rest of the building, which is the official story. But uh, we've also had major damage to other buildings like building six, whose the center of which is just blown apart. So th that was the, um, uh, uh, the, the the economic uh, center. What, what do we call it? I, I don't. I know. I know. Center. Building Seven was a Solomon Brothers building, and they love King Solomon's Temple when it comes to Freemasonry. And they just, even though it's a different Solomon, it, how it's spelled differently, they just love that uh, that term. Uh, uh, but you know, Building Six, Building Seven, the Twin Towers. I think when you really look at uh, also the Millennium Hotel is supposedly you know the symbol you know the symbolism of the monolith of like this is the new starting point of the new Western civilization or the new world order. I know that sounds crazy, but when you look at the idea that like we were all looking at the screen at the same time, it was literally a mass hypnosis, subliminal occultic ritual. And I think when you look at the footage, that's all you see is that black screen. There's a lot of symbolism in that. Well, Richard, you've crushed it. You've, you've, you've said it all. I know you've said where to find you at the Red Pill Conference, but, you know, what do you want to wrap this up and leave us with, um, you know, for the people at home, tell them where they can find you as well, please. Yeah, our website is ae911truth.org. There's a lot of information, evidence, videos, papers. 
Uh, so pass it around, get it out, send uh, our, our YouTube channel is AE911Truth. Our Facebook is AE911Truth. Don't sit on this information. Uh, send it out to your, your senators, your representatives. Uh, it's really important to, to get it out to the media. Uh, everything we're doing uh, is, is, is for you to do just that with. Use the tools that we provide so you can wake up the people that think that you're a conspiracy theorist. Use us, 3,500 architects and engineers with technical experience totaling 30,000 years. That's a lot of technical experience. We're not conspiracy theorists. We're providing the forensic and eyewitness testimony and, and evidence, and you can uh, use that to your advantage. We're here for you. Blame it on us. Say, what are they, conspiracy theorists? Uh, look, look at what they're saying. Uh, I don't know. You know, you don't have to take the heat of, of, of these names hurled at you. Let, let them... It's fun. Well, oh, Richard, I want to say I'm a conspiracy theorist. I deal in a lot of rumor and innuendo, and I can be wrong because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm taking a lot of speculation, and I'm honest with that. That's what I try to tell people. It's like, listen, we have to kind of blur the line between humor and satire and reality because if we're not in a sarcastically kind of tongue-in-cheek way looking at this, we're going to go crazy. We're going to look at the satanic ritual abuse Hillary Clinton's talking about worshiping Moloch and her emails and children and this and the adrenochrome. You can get too spun out in conspiracy. So I want to be, I want to be able to unplug people from the matrix without them losing their mind. And I, how did you, that's my last question. When you realize it's all fake or not fake, you know, when you realize it was, you know, there's more to it. People were orchestrating this event. Did you go into that deep rabbit hole and did you go a little bananas? Cause you were so dedicated to it. I mean, could you, did you get the hyper-focus? What, what was your transition from being asleep to awake? Yeah. I turned my world upside down. I mean, this felt like a two by four hitting me over the head. Uh, not First of all, not having heard about the third tower that came down at all and, or any alternative theory or evidence as to how the twin towers came down. So this just hit me cold and hard with this interview from David Ray Griffin, who was explaining the uh, oral histories that had just been made public in August of 2005. Uh, and uh, uh, and then Graham, Professor Graham McQueen uh, found 118 of these 500 first responders were uh, ex witnesses of explosions in seconds before the towers came down, up to 10 seconds. So uh, this, this was just shocking to my whole world. I mean, I, was, I, I didn't feel safe anymore. Uh, you know, and I wasn't even speaking about it yet. I was just learning about it. I saw David Ray Griffin the next night at the Grand Lake Theater in Oakland, and and there was it was packed, 600 people, and I was thinking, oh my God, if what he's saying is true, they're going to blow this building up and kill all those people along with David Ray Griffin, but apparently they're not doing that. Uh, they're not murdering people, the leaders of the 9/11 Truth Movement. Uh, they're they're just trying to ridicule us still. So uh, I feel good about that. <laughs> Um, and there's but, nothing to ridicule, Richard. You've been you're the utmost professional. You're almost too professional. I mean that with all due respect. You know what I mean? I'm saying I need somebody a little sketchier. I want you to yell in at people's face. I need a little bit of Alex Jones, but not. I, I'm kidding. You yourself, you are perfect, Richard, in what you do. And man, I want to say thank you for coming on the Conspiracy Castle. I hope you'll I hope you'll uh, consider coming on again, maybe in a few months or something when you got something you want to plug. Please reach yeah. out and uh, and let me know because anytime you want to come on with my audience and speak the truth, you have a platform uh, for sure. Is there anything else you want to leave the people with before we go, Richard? Just do something. Don't sit on your ass and hope that somebody else will do it for you because we're all going to end up in, in a police state, uh, a super police state pretty soon. We basically, um, I mean, you look at Canada, you look at these other countries, I think they're kind of the beta program because, you know, we still have our guns. Do you think they'll take away our guns, Richard? Or do you think, because uh, San Francisco, you can't have a gun, can you? Um, no, um, but, uh, well, under certain circumstances, yeah. but uh, th th they're heading in that direction uh, with these, again, false flag operations with these shootings uh, that um, are designed to manipulate public opinion to give us our guns so that we can feel safe again. That's the end, Richard. If they take away our guns, we're done. Yeah, that's what I meant. Take away our guns, their guns. Um, yeah. Uh, 
our guns were pr provided to us uh, by our forefathers, not for hunting, uh, but, but to uh, make the government accountable and keep them from becoming tyrannical. And I think we're at a point now where, where the media is so screwed up that we don't have anybody that can hold them accountable. So it's people like you, Richard, that are speaking the truth. So everybody, go and support Richard. We have the link in the description to, to all of your links. I even made a, a shareable link tree link. So guys, in the description, please go and support Richard. He's literally boots on the ground. has been doing this. He lost a marriage. And I'm not saying that facetiously. He found a beautiful wife. It was a good thing. But this is how dedicated. I know I'm saying that. Guys, I'm dedicated to this. When you are passionate and doing this, you're going to lose some things along the way, but you gain things along the way. And I've gained a friendship with Richard Gage or the person that I look up to and admire a lot. So Richard, thank you for coming on the Conspiracy Castle. Like I said, anytime you want to come on again, make sure to uh, guys share this, like it, spread the word, tell them we're saying goodbye. Thank y'all. See you guys. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everybody.